All right, welcome to another episode. We got a lot to unpack about the two uh, semifinal games in college football. <clears throat> Man, for the first time since the playoff has started, both games were outstanding. Both games came down to the last play, the last snap of the game. Um, they, the committee finally got it right. They finally got two of the best games I think I've seen in the semifinals. For the last four-game college football playoff, I've seen the best two games that I think I've seen the whole time this playoff has existed in the last 10 years. Um, all right, what did, what did you think about them, Quentin? Before we did dive into the games themselves, what did you think about the two games? They were like um, very close games. They were really good games, you know. Michigan Alabama game was really good. I came down to the last play of the game in Washington well, Texas. Well, it yeah. came down to overtime for oh, the Michigan yeah. Alabama, but yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and the Washington Texas game, you know, I checked the result of that game. That was a just great result, you know. Mm-hmm. I, um, I mean, Washington really stood up on that last snap on defense. I mean that was just a that was a great uh some parts of the game like in that second half mm-hmm. uh Washington Washington's defense really stopped Texas and Texas defense couldn't really stop Washington mm-hmm. to be honest um they were just I mean Texas has a really good defense yep. and Washington was running all over their defense yep so, so I mean that was a pretty good game yeah yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. The <clears throat> You know, as you watch that game, both teams scored in the first, and then in the second, both scores, both teams scored twice. It was tied 21-21 at a half. Going into the third, um, Washington's defense really stood up, held Texas scoreless, and Washington got a touchdown and a field goal. And then in the fourth quarter, Texas really came on and started moving the ball on that Washington defense. They scored a touchdown and a field goal, and Washington won it. Um, you know, it. But even after Washington, um, you know, scored, like Texas still had a chance to win. Like they were driving at the end, and man, it was woo. Huh. I I I almost thought Texas was going to win that game. To be honest with you, when I, when I went, but I didn't watch it live. I'd watch it later. But man, when I went back and watched that game. I knew the outcome, but even rewatching it, like I felt like, God, you know, man, Texas had such a chance to win this game. It was such a close game. <clears throat> you know, as you look, <clears throat> the total yards between the two teams were really close: five thirty-two to uh, for Washington, four ninety-eight for Texas. Uh, Texas ran seventy-one plays. Washington ran seventy. You know, it, it's Washington had twelve first. Or twelve total drives. Texas had thirteen. Like it was really, you know, back and forth, one for one. Um, it it was an outstanding game to cap off the night. Um, Washington threw for four hundred thirty yards. Michael Penix Jr. had an outstanding game. Uh, he was he looked great against that Texas defense. Uh, Quinn Ewers three hundred eighteen total yards. Uh, he looked great as well. I just it, 102 rushing yards for Washington, 180 for Texas. Uh, everybody was wondering, you know, what would happen with Texas in a game like this. 
when they're running back, you know, Brooks had gotten hurt earlier in the season. But, you know, again, Texas had somebody who stepped up to the plate, and it's it was a outstanding game. <clears throat> I would I, I would watch that game again just to see that, that ending. Um, you know, what, what, what were some more of your thoughts on that Texas-Washington game? Um, yeah, I mean, I wish I could have watched that game because, you know, looking at the result right now, I thought I was kind of – um, wondering if Texas defense could stop Washington's offense, but it looks like not. I mean, hmm. so then Washington might actually have a really good offense, and mm-hmm. their offense might not be able to be stopped. I mean, it's... We'll get into that in a to bit. Look at the result of that, <clears throat> to look at the result, it's just like... Mm-hmm. Um, the stats that Michael Penix Jr. had was were just crazy stats against a great Texas defense. So I'm kind of surprised. Yep, he was 29-38 and 38 for 76% uh, passing percentage for 430 yards and two touchdowns. He had 11.3 um, average yards per pass. Uh, he, had a Q- he ended his day with a 188.7 QBR, which is definitely outstanding. I guess a good Texas defense, I wouldn't say was elite, but it's good. And it's good enough to slow somebody down, and they didn't even slow Penix down at all. Um, their ground game, they kind of split between Penix Jr. Penix Jr., for the first time uh, this season, really actually ran the ball. He had three three runs for 31 yards. So, you know, he was pulling, they were pulling out all the stops, using everything they had to win this game. Um, they're... Running back had 21 attempts for 49 yards, only 2.3 average with two TDs, though, uh, before he went out hurt. Uh, I'm telling you, it's they're, the the receivers for that team, uh, Odunzi, six receptions, 125 yards. Pope, five receptions for 22 yards and a touchdown. They, they're, they're definitely um, legit receivers, legit players. Uh, man, they looked good. Just all around, I agree, the Washington offense looked good. Defense was a bit suspect because they did let Texas score 31 points. But when the defense needed it, they got a stop, and that's all that matters, right? You get that stop that you need. They did. Their defense did shut Texas down in the third, so let me let me walk that back a little bit. Their, the, whatever changes they made in the, at half, Worked for the third quarter, and then Texas kind of, you know, scored the 10 points in the fourth. But, you know, not bad. Not bad at all. Um, again, great game. Yeah, it was a really good game. Um, you know, like you said, Washington's defense got stops when they needed to. Mm-hmm. Like in the final play, they got a stop. They won the game. Yep. Like in that third quarter. Uh, they shut out Texas in the third quarter. They didn't allow them to score a point. So, yeah, Washington's defense uh, can be tough when it needs to. Yep. That, that is uh, definitely a true statement. Um, again, I would rewatch this game again just because of, of how good it was. Um, again, Washington stays undefeated as the number two team in the country. Um, and they're moving on to the national championship game. 
They will play on Monday in Houston for a national championship. Uh, I'll have to look, but I think the last national championship that Washington got was in 1991, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was against Michigan. Yep, so it's been a long time for them as well. Them in Michigan. So mm -hmm. um, Let's talk about the other team that advanced to the national championship game, right? Man. <laughs> As a Michigan fan, I watched this game. I wasn't sure. I knew that they had the ability to beat Alabama, but I wasn't sure if everything would come together and they'd be able to do it. Again, the last couple of years, we've seen, uh, you know, the TCU game, the Georgia game the year before that. So, you know, there's always that question. They've had the pieces the last few years, but can they put it together? This year, they finally put it together. Uh, neither team played their best game. I'll say that right out. Um, Alabama had several miscues as well as Michigan on special teams. Uh, Michigan's special teams was not good. Their offense was uh, C plus, B minus at best. What saved them in this game was their defense. Their defense was absolutely elite in this game against Alabama. And their defense really stood up. Their offense put their defense in some pretty uh, bad situations, and that defense stood up and made the stops and did what they had to do. That, that defense was – I can't say enough about the way that Michigan defense played in that game. It was just outstanding. Alabama defense looked well good as well. Um, Alabama's offense had its own struggles. Uh, you know, just to give a little perspective, Michigan's defense had Alabama to their lowest passing total of the year, 116 total yards by Milrow, 16 of 23. Um, Alabama's rushing, though, they rushed for 172 yards. Michigan did struggle to stop their rush a little bit. Some of that was from uh, Joe Milrow. He had uh, Milrow ran for, he had 21 attempts for 63 yards. And then McClellan had 14 attempts for 87 yards and two touchdowns in that game. So, you know, Milrow still, still was able to rush some. But to be honest, from the opening snap, Michigan, you could tell they had a game plan that they were going to focus on Milrow and make him make decisions that he was uncomfortable making. And that's exactly what they did. Like from the opening snap, they were all over him. I think first, Michigan got the ball first, almost turned it over, um, ended up punting. And on Georgia's first play from scrimmage, from scrimmage uh, if I'm not mistaken, they Michigan got a sack on Milrow, like right away. And then they sacked him five times in the first half. Like that's... To do that to an Alabama quarterback, like that's pretty, you know, pretty good for a defense to be able to penetrate the Alabama offensive line like that. Like they they own that Alabama offensive line all game, and they they were wearing Joe Milrow could not get away from that defense. Yeah, I mean that first half was just horrible for Alabama. Jalen Milrow. I'm sorry, Jalen Milrow. I keep saying Joe. I don't know why, but yeah, Jalen Milrow. Go ahead. I mean, Jalen Milrow just, 
he couldn't escape the pressure. You know, that no. offensive line wasn't helping him at all in, in that first half. The second half was kind of different because Michigan didn't get to him as much. Mm-hmm. But the first half was just complete torture mm-hmm. to Jalen Miller. Yep. This kind of shows that when that uh, if Alabama's in the future, if Alabama's going to face an elite team like Michigan, that's really good at defense. Wow! What did you just say? An elite team. <laughs> what did you just say? An elite team like Michigan? Yes, I did say an elite team. <laughs> Go ahead. Like an elite team with a good defense like Michigan. Um, I mean, it's going to be a sign that you, Nick Saban's going to need to fix that Alabama offensive line. Yep. Because yep. Michigan got to him five times in just one half in the game. Yep. It, like you said, they made some corrections um, to alleviate some of that in the second half. You know, they started getting the ball out quicker. They started running more. Um, just to, you know, give a, a little snapshot here, Alabama scored 10 points in the first half. Michigan scored 13. So at halftime, it was 13 to 10. Michigan, third quarter, both defenses played outstanding. Neither team scored. Fourth quarter, Alabama scored 10 points to take the lead, 20 to 13. And then with three minutes left, uh, Michigan moved it down the field and scored a touchdown to take it into overtime. There was one more possession on each side. Neither team did move the ball. They had to, both teams ended up punting. And then um, in overtime, man, what a game! Uh, Michigan, uh, Alabama wins the toss. They make Michigan go on offense first. They play defense first. Michigan scores in two plays. Alabama gets the ball, and man, once again that defense stood up, uh, and they stopped Alabama on a fourth and two to win that game. Uh, man, what a game! Alabama's inept in their offensive line really came out in the overtime, um, and just man, what a game! I was. <laughs> Mad, happy, <laughs> all those emotions in one game. Like the the game was was at the time I was frustrated with Michigan's offense, but um, just to go back and get a little perspective on the game, it was a classic. It, it was a game for the the books, man. Alabama played tough. I cannot say anything bad about Alabama they they had this they were having the same troubles Michigan was miscues on offense uh, and Alabama still you know hung in there just like Michigan did it was like watching a heavyweight fight boxers exchanging hits you know punches you know left right left right and it was back and forth Alabama Michigan Alabama Michigan uh, and then it culminated in the overtime win for Michigan it, it was uh, just uh, great, great game. Um, again, one for the books. But it, from two great teams, two blue blood teams, Alabama and Michigan, two teams that have a lot of history in college football. Um, a lot the, of great history. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and again, they both delivered. Um, they delivered as usual. And, and it was both games again. Uh, Washington, Texas, Alabama, Michigan, both games delivered. 
both games were exceptional. Um, I enjoyed watching both. Uh, I, I watched both again and again and again. Um, this is the first time, I hate to repeat myself here, but this is the first time in the playoff era that both games were just edge of your seat waiting to see who was going to get that last play to win that game, right? Most of these playoff games are blowouts. The, the semifinals are blowouts, right? And the championship game is the game that's sometimes blowout, sometimes close. But, but yeah, I, I enjoyed watching both games. Both games were great. So... You know, have any more thoughts on the? Uh, let's go over a little bit of Michigan stats here. So, the Michigan Alabama stats. So, Michigan actually um, had the ball longer than Michigan. They they held the ball for about thirty two minutes time of possession. Michigan had twenty seven, so it's fairly close. Total drives. Both teams had thirteen drives apiece. Total plays. Alabama ran sixty six. Michigan ran fifty nine. Total yards, Michigan had 351, Alabama had 288, so pretty close there. Um, just like the Texas-Washington game, total yards per play. This is a little bit of the separation here. Michigan averaged about 5.9, Alabama averaged 4.4. Passing, we went over. Uh, Jalen Milrow was 116, 116 total yards. J.J. McCarthy threw for 221 yards on 17 to 27 passing. That's good for about 63% um, passing, which is good for a game like this. 8.2 yards average per pass, and he threw for three touchdown passes and finished the day with a 168.4 QBR. We look at the rushing. Michigan did what they always do. They, they ran the ball enough to win the game, 130 total yards. Alabama had 172. Um, Yards per attempt were about the same, 4.0 to 4.1. Alabama had two rushing touchdowns. Michigan had one, obviously, in overtime, the Blake Corum touchdown, which sealed Blake Corum's fate in Michigan history. He now is the um, leading touchdown scorer in Michigan history. He has the most rushing touchdowns in Michigan history now with 56. Past Anthony Thomas. Yep. Past Anthony Thomas in that game, so um, just again, great game by both teams. Both teams gave it everything they had. Now, you know, to the Alabama players, they they have nothing to hang their heads about. They ran that game the whole way. They led at one point. They have nothing to hang their heads about. You know, somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. It just wasn't their day that day. It was Michigan's day, and Michigan went on to win. But um, Alabama played a, had a valiant effort. You could tell that, that both sides left everything on the field. They, they, when they walked out that field, they knew that they gave everything to that game. So, um, now, do you have any other thoughts on uh, on that one, the Michigan-Alabama game? No. So here real quick before we close the show out, uh, we'll probably do another episode before the game just to kind of talk about the matchup here, but just a little quick overview. So um, I watched some of Washington this year, a lot of Washington actually. So they run a spread offense, right, for Joe, for Michael Penix Jr. And so this is actually, I think, 
a little in Michigan's favor. Um, do, does this think I mean that Michigan's just going to roll over them? No, uh, not at all. However, they run the same sort of spread offense that Ohio State and Ryan Day run. So Michigan's seen this before, so they're familiar with the spread offense. So they have a good idea of how how to try to defend it when they play that game, right? So they know that, that Washington is, is based off Penix uh, throwing that and spreading the defense out. So they're, you know, my guess is they're going to prepare for this game like they would prepare for the game when they play Ohio State for a spread offense, you know, four, three, four receiver sets. Um, that would be my guess. I think these two teams match up very well. I think that, that it's going to be another close game, and I think the fans are going to get their money's worth for this game again. Um, Washington defense obviously looks good. I'm not sure if they are on the same level as the Michigan defense, but they are good enough that I don't think Michigan's just going to move the ball down the field at will. I think Michigan's going to have to work for what they get. But I do think there's some familiarity for Michigan with the type of offense that Washington runs. And I, I think that's going to help them a little bit. Um, but it's up to them to do like they did against Alabama, dig deep to win that game. Like Washington's not going to just roll over. Washington's proved this year time and time again with wins over Oregon, wins over Texas now, um, that they're not going to roll over and just let anybody beat them, right? They're going to come and they're going to give everything they got and play the game. I think it's going to be a great championship game. Again, I think they got the right picks for the right teams to be in this playoff. Uh, what do you think? So um, I think what Michigan should face on, should face on uh, playing Washington is that you gotta play. You don't have to play zone coverage because you know Washington's uh, running back Dylan Johnson got injured in that Texas game. So now this kind of tells you that uh, Washington's gonna throw it all day long. So you have to play some zone coverage against Michael Penix, and he doesn't run that much. You know the. Mm-hmm. Only game he pretty much uh, had to run the ball, he was forced to was the Texas game. So you're gonna have to play. Some Think he's not gonna run the ball against Michigan to surprise him a little bit. He might. The one thing that that um, I also think helps them, even if Penix does run the ball, is they had to prepare for. Uh, Jalen Miller to run the ball, right? Like, they knew he they were going to run design plays for him. They knew he was going to have QB runs. So if they do do that, I'm sure they'll have an adjustment ready for, okay, he, he's willing to run in this game to do whatever it takes to win, so we got to, you know, make sure we're, we're keeping on him. But um, I think the best thing they can do is keep him in the pocket and make him – you know, sling that ball around. I think that actually would be in their favor. Yeah. Um, they basically I, need to keep everything in front of them and just don't let them beat them downfield, right? Just, again, like they play Ohio State. They keep they know that Ohio State has, you know, five-star athlete receivers that if you let them get behind you, they are going to outrun you and burn you. So what do they do? They keep those receivers in front of them. I think they need to do the same thing to Washington. Except the fact that, you're right, they are going to throw it all over the yard. And the way they run their offense, they're going to spread the defense out. So the fact that you know that, you know, 
once that field gets smaller, it's a lot harder to spread the defense out and do that, right? So keep everything in front of you. Don't let them burn you. And when that field gets small, hold them to a field goal. Or, you know, if you're lucky enough, get a turnover. You know, force Penix in a turnover if you can get some pressure. I will say that the interior of that Michigan defensive line is the best that I've seen it in a very, very long time. Yeah, because this season Michigan has only allowed 9.5 points per game mm-hmm. this season. So, I mean, the most they've allowed this season, I believe, is like is 24 points to Ohio State and Maryland. So, um, yeah, this Michigan defense is tough, so Washington better be ready because, um, I mean, Alabama did not – it was a sloppy game. So, this one – I think is going to turn out to be a sloppy game as well. And that's very possible. So the let's just kind of a quick rundown. Uh, so Michigan averages thirty six points per game. Washington averages thirty seven point six. So that's pretty close. That's a push. Passing yardage, Michigan averages two twenty nine point seven. Obviously, Washington's going to blow them out of the water with this one because Penix has been throwing it all over the field all year long. Washington averages three fifty five point three. Michigan averages 159.5 rush yards per game. Washington averages 123.6. So you got a little disparity there. Here's the biggest disparity right here. It's it's on defense. Michigan allows 10.2 points per game to opposing teams on average. They allow 170.1 opposing pass yards per game on average to teams. 170.1. And they allow 93-point run rush yards to opposing teams. That's pretty good. Their secondary is, Michigan's secondary is elite. Um, Washington allows 24.1 points per game to opposing teams. You know, pretty big disparity there. They allow 277.1 passing yards per game to opposing teams. That's almost 100 yards more. And opposing rush yards, Washington allows 137.1 on average. Another big disparity. For me, if there's going to be a difference in this game, once again, it's going to be in the trenches. It's going to be the defense. The, the defense will be the difference in this game. Whichever defense steps it up the most, that is going to be the difference. If Michigan plays Washington, it's tough, and the way that they played Alabama, then Michigan will win this game because that defense played at an elite level. There were times where I bet those defensive players didn't get to sit longer than a minute on that bench, and then they were right back in that game because the offense went three straight, you know, three and, you know, three and out, like right away, and they had to get right back up off that bench after a minute and a half and get right back in that game and go play defense again, right? So, um, I think the defense, the defensive side of the ball, is going to be the difference in this game. That's just my personal opinion and what I think. I think whoever's defense plays the best is, is who's going to come out as a victor. Yeah, but Washington's offense is really tough, so it's just kind of a question. But um, as much as they throw it, I think Will Johnson could come away with two picks in this game. Two picks? Two picks. 
Two picks. Unless they completely avoid him, which I don't think they will. I think they'll challenge him. I, I think, think I, I think Will Johnson could possibly come away with, with a pick in this game. You know, to be honest, I think Michigan will probably put Will Johnson uh his match will, will, will probably will probably be be with uh Michael Panic Jr.'s top target, Roma Dunze. I think so too. I think he'll be matched up with a doozy. Yeah, so uh yeah, I think that's gonna be a really good game. I agree. I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way. I think that it's going to be a really close game again. And I think it's going to come down to the last play of the game. I agree with you. The interesting thing is whoever wins this game will be 15-0. and mm-hmm. And that's... I go back and look. That's only the third or fourth time that's happened in the playoff era. I think it's four times it's happened that a team finished fifteen and zero. I think I know Clemson's did it, Alabama did it, um, LSU did it, and there might be one other team that, Georgia. that did it. Georgia did it. Yep. Well, oh, last year, mm-hmm. yeah, they did do it last year. So, yep. Uh, all right. Well, that's our our show for today. Um, one game left. We'll see who wins that game next Monday. I'll do it for our show. We thank you guys for watching, for listening. Please, 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 if you like our show, make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Subscribe. Um, if you like podcasts, we do have a podcast out there on most platforms called Men's Take on Sports. If you'd rather listen to the podcast, um, you know, please, again, subscribe and follow us. We appreciate you guys. Have a good night.